imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs hello and welcome back this is your host kk our guest today is josh brown he is also one of our launch partners if you haven't got a chance to listen to our seventh mini launch episode i would suggest you should go back and listen to it he shared some amazing tips about escaping burnout so before without any further ado i would introduce josh he is known as rope teacher he is the creator of course building accelerator and an award winning educator he has empowered thousands of entrepreneurs to create digital courses that have true impact josh i'm so happy to have you with us once again welcome to be excellent thank you so much for having me completely our pleasure so josh in our mini launch episode you spoke briefly about yourself who josh is can you dive deep into it tell our listeners how your entrepreneur journey started excellent well i was part of the era where it was particularly here in the states that everybody no matter what was going to college and i in my heart knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur and i ended up following the path just like a lot of people and started you know having regular jobs and all of that and i kept coming back to always having a side business and i enjoyed the side businesses more than my primary job and i ended up you know coming around and having a variety of successful businesses none of them flopped it was just i was always sort of under the pressure of the primary job and i found that i the my basically favorite job i did was actually at first switch to being a teacher and i loved the engagement and the people and the impact it made and all of that but i um i honestly was not happy with the pay and the politics here and things like that so i started looking to exit it and i knew that like i kept coming back around to being an entrepreneur so i started looking online as any as any researcher like i am would do i started looking you know and taking courses and i literally took dozens and dozens of courses trying to find that entrepreneurial niche after teaching I wanted to fit and i kept coming across the same thing there were great people creating great courses but horrible execution on how they were doing it and as a professional educator i've been a teacher for well over a decade i have a master's degree in education from virginia tech and i built curriculums for my state i knew the process to build a great course but ultimately a lot of these people didn't have the skill set for it because it's a different skill set you know just because you're great at building a website does not mean you can teach people to build a website there are different skill sets so i started i found my niche and i started coaching people and and providing them one-on-one assistance and things like that to build out better courses and that's where i came to building my own course and program and the rogue teacher movement and that's where the idea is to build not only a course that impacts you 
financially, but will actually impact your students. Because the sort of unsung thing in the background here is that digital courses have single digit completion rates. Less than 10% will finish a course they purchase. And that is literally an entire segment of your student body that's left unimpacted because you didn't do your job as a course builder. So what I'm trying to do is show people it only takes a slight little bit extra effort on their part to build a course that creates impact, not just deliver content the same way everybody does. So what are some of the struggles you face? I mean, any challenges you face during this process? Well, I mean, every, every entrepreneur, any entrepreneur that says they did not have a struggle during their creation is lying to you. <laughs> um, and when I first started my entrepreneur journey, I was working full-time as a teacher. I had a three, then turning four-year-old wife. I have another business I actually still operate outside of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing the process of create of figuring out my business. So I was literally trying to find out a business, taking all these courses and all of that all in one go and then exiting the teaching field. So that struggle right there is figuring all of that out and maintaining all of these moving pieces. And I found my process was most basically honed from the systems that I created and the calendar and being very open with my family about, okay, today you guys need to go work. I'm going to take and, you know, you guys need to go to the zoo or whatever. <laughs> and I'm going to spend the day working on this because, you know, I need to do, do that, but still, you know, incorporating those times. So that's really the struggle of balancing being a parent, balancing your other jobs and all that to get this, get these things launched. So what strategies would you advise somebody who's in your shoes trying to juggle between full-time job, business, and another entrepreneurial project, what is the strategy you think you would advise from your experience and other people can learn from your mistakes? Well, my biggest mistake was trying to do everything myself. That, that, w- that was the biggest thing. I'm a big DIY person. I do it yourself. <laughs> and I, you know, I love, I love the challenge of figuring out myself, but I started realizing I was bogging myself down on things that weren't my specialty. So what I started doing was um, looking at all the moving pieces and how I could optimize each movement. So for example, everything goes on a calendar for the day. I have like, I block my day into doing things. So for example, because it doesn't take, you know, like I start my day with, I do my social posts and I schedule them for the day. And then, you know, I schedule doing my course building and during another part of the day. And I schedule time for things like interviews and things like this at a certain time during the day. And what I did was I looked at all the things that I could eliminate for a small monetary cost to somebody else. So for example, I looked at, you know, if I need graphics and things like that done, I have somebody I can do that with because the offset in time is worth it to me to do it. Other things I won't. So it really depends. And that's really the big thing is look at your whole day, block your time, and outsource the things that are really causing you a huge amount of grief that don't result in the maximum impact for you. So basically, if you have to highlight, there are these two things, planning and delegating work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So you have been working with people, helping them build their courses. What are some of the challenges or mistakes, not challenges, but I would say mistakes you see your clients make? The biggest mistake is they forget the execution on what they're teaching. 
for example, you know, the, the, my, my big personal pet peeve is slide deck. So the PowerPoint and just voiceovers. It's because it doesn't engage the people who you're trying to teach. I mean, if I literally just stood in the back of my classroom and did PowerPoint and clicked through it, nobody would learn. And that's basically what you're doing is you're going back to the absolute minimalist approach on it. And if you do things like, you know, show you teaching the format and um, give demonstrations and give stories and basically give a holistic approach to your education, not just here's how I did it, here's why, and here's a swipe file. That's boring, and it doesn't engage people. When somebody hires you to be their teacher, mentor, whatever it is, they're expecting you to be a holistic approach to the process. And I just don't want to be talked to. I want to feel like I'm there with them. And that's how I like an accountability partner, more or less. Yeah, when you're building a course to teach what you're learning, it should be part accountability and part methodology when you're doing it. People like to understand not only the process, but why and how they can do it. So like the way I, the way I build a course is I actually do not slide deck everything I'm saying. I'll put the bullets up about what I'm doing and I give them a handout that's actually different than the slide deck. And I switch a lot to a full screen, like me talking because then it forces them to pay attention to what I'm talking about. Right. So tell us more about your course. What course are you creating? Um, I created what is called course building accelerator. It's, um, I like to call it, say it's more than a course. It's a program because it is for everybody's entry level to experience course builder, how to transition from just basically delivering content and building tutorials, like 99% of all the courses out there in the online space, how to transition from that to actually being a true educator in your space. And that's what I'm doing is that program allows to switch your mentality from being a consumer of education to a producer, how to organize all your, all your mindset to packaging it in the best way possible for your students. And then culminating all of that in your course, delivering it online in the best monetizable way, and then figuring out how to take that knowledge and build it into a next course. Because my goal is not for the person to build one course, but them to be an educator. And that takes more than one. Amazing. I see you're doing, I mean, you're juggling a lot of things and you're giving more than your hundred percent. So tell us uh, what is the secret behind your energy levels? You know, what do you do to keep up your productivity or your energy levels high? Or are there days you feel totally drained out? I, I do. I purposely schedule days in that I'm down that I do very, very little. For example, Unless I've lost days earlier in the week, you know, from a sick kid or whatever, um, I will try to, at all costs, avoid weekends. That on weekends, I will not engage in business work. That is time with my family because my son's in school, so we are on a traditional schedule of Monday through Friday. So during my week stays a little bit odd because I literally work from home. But for him, I try to keep it fairly um, consistent on Saturday and Sunday. If he's awake, I'm engaged with them. Like I might get up in the morning and answer emails or something like that, but I don't do active building then. But I had to be from my past job, hyper efficient. I would instruct when I was leaving teaching the last couple of years, I was teaching every block of the day. So from the beginning of the day, the end of the day, I had 20 students in my room and I was direct instructing. Every one of those classes in 18 weeks had 135 hours of instruction. So, and I had to build all the content myself. So I literally had to, I didn't even have a textbook for the first half I was teaching. 
like first mm-hmm. half of my teaching career. I had to build all of it. So I just had to build the textbook, build the PowerPoints, everything. So it makes you hyper efficient on what you have to do. And that's what I did. But do you exercise or, you know, take care of your sleep and food um, to keep your I, energy I'm a, levels? I'm an extremely healthy eater. That's my big thing for me. That's, um, it, it's one of those things that I, I joke with my friends. I'm the healthiest big guy you'll ever meet because I'm not a small dude by any stretch. You know, I've, oh, I've lifted my whole life and stuff like that. But for me, the big thing that I notice that impacts me the most is I'm eating, you know, nice and clean food. You know, I stay hydrated. Like I drink well over a gallon of water a day and things like that. That's really the big one. Um, if I feel like mentally I'm starting to drag, I'll go for a power walk, things like that. And that's actually, it's funny. I'll do like a vlog sometimes as I'm like power walking around, you know, the streets here, (laughs) you know, just to like clear my brain. I think it's very important for entrepreneurs to stay mobile because if you keep sitting for too long, then your Mm -hmm. blood circulation and oxygen in your body gets affected. So it's very important. And it's nice what you do, power walks, you know, it keeps up your energy levels. Nice. So what is the biggest advice you would give entrepreneurs to A, escape burnouts and B, increase their productivity? And the, the big thing for me to, to avoid burnouts is have scheduled rest at rest time during the, during the week, like a day, like at least is that's one of the big ones is because the problem is at some point it becomes such habit that you don't know how to turn off. And if you don't know how to mentally turn off, that's when you get the people who just will not stop. And, you know, I have respect for him as a businessman, but then you get the Gary V's. You know, that mentality of all hustle, no stop. Right. And me, like, what good is it if you don't can't enjoy it with your friends and family, if you can't turn it off, you know, because ultimately for me, what I, my methodology is, like I mentioned, is like a Saturday and Sunday, I turn off if my family's awake. I'm an early riser. Sometimes I'm like sitting there by myself. So like, I'll do something just to like plan my week in my calendar or, or jot down ideas. I'll use that just like thinking period. I'm not sitting there actively like, building my course, you know, or act answering emails, I'll do something that allows me to like, let my brain go. And that really helps with burnout. The other thing is, I think people schedule twice a year of vacation, you know, a week where they completely unplug. And so many people don't know how to do that. And it like, it really irritates me because like, particularly parentpreneurs, you know, that, you know, they're out with their family, and you'll see one of the parents or both of them. And you can tell it's not just social media, which they still unplug from at some point, but you'll see them sitting there like on vacation with their family. We're still working. I'm like, what good is it? What good is all the work and everything without actually being able to enjoy it? Yes. Their attention is not there. It's like divided attention. You're everywhere. And you don't, and that doesn't allow you mentally know how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the big problems I have with some of my past careers is that I literally could not turn it off. Mm-hmm. It would be, you know, literally almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I'd be getting calls oh my God. and I'd be have to answer emails very rapidly and I'd have sales quotas and things like that. And the issue is that you just then can't enjoy life. Like literally you just can't unplug and it's utterly frustrating for everybody around you and it's not good for your soul. All right. And then you give up easily, right? And as an entrepreneur, yeah. we don't want to. That's why... This podcast is about, you know, helping people not to give up and stay in the game until they succeed. 
No. So, so you mentioned you were an early, sorry. sorry. Yeah, and let me put this way. I, when I switched over to being an entrepreneur full-time, I was 37. Right. I literally burned the boat at 37 years old. And old I couldn't be happier. I'm 38. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I literally, I literally, people are like, oh, but I'm whatever. Like, y'all, I'm 37 years old. I burned the boat, 38. I burned the boat at 37. And I, and it is the scariest thing you'll ever do in your life. But I'll tell you this, the, the weight of knowing that you, your destiny is in your own hands after you have the fortitude to realize that, it, that you're in control of it is immense. It's amazing. Good. You, you mentioned that you're an early riser. So do you have a morning routine? Do you follow a morning routine? I unfortunately can't have as much of a routine as I'd probably like to courtesy of a four-year-old who gets up in a variety of within an hour time span. <laughs> so normally when I get up, I like to take a few minutes and, and I don't look at my phone or anything. I'll take, you know, 15 or 20 minutes and just kind of allow my brain to wake up naturally. And then from there, you know, I'm a coffee person, you know, I'll have a nice strong <laughs> cup of coffee and get my head going, depending on the time of year, sometimes tea. Um, but um, I do that. And then I like to, first thing in the morning, I like to schedule my social post. Um, I have trouble back writing sometimes. So like that morning of, I'll, I, have a, I have a calendar of rotating what I do certain days. Like on Tuesdays, I do a certain post. On Mondays, I do a certain post. Right. And I'll just put those in and schedule them for the day. And then I just know they're done. They're off my plate. I've started the day with a win. Cool. So your morning routine is coffee, the most important part. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I wish we could do something that was like uh, more athletic or something like that, but it just doesn't work out right now. So I'll do have mental preparedness. Oh, another important question I want to ask you. You have been to Funnel Hacking Live recently in February, right? Yes, I did. Please share some golden nuggets with our audience. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was my first time going to that. I've been to a lot of other conferences, awesome. but not Funnel Hacking Live. How the, was it? It was amazing. In fact, last year, I, I had been in the ClickFunnels community for a while now. Mm-hmm. And last year when I was sitting in my classroom with a bunch of rowdy high school students, and I was seeing my friends posting pictures from Final Hacking Live. I was like, next year, I'm going. <laughs> and I couldn't have been happier with it. And I'm in the what, same boat now. I see so yeah. many people going. I'm like, next year, I am going. All your shot, KK. You got it. You called the shot. I'm expecting you there. Um, I will be there. So, Watch out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the So what it is, is the best way I explained it and what people started using, actually, I heard somebody else call it the same thing later. I'm like, I used that first, was it's like a rock concert for people who want to make money. Oh. That's my. literally what it is. And it has, you know, the lights and the sound from it really create an, an environment that gets people energized to be there. The presenters they do are really well crafted because almost every presenter actually has 28 minutes. So that's right in the window of people being engaged mentally to learn because anything past 22 minutes is kind of the cap, but in that high of an energy environment, you can get to 30. It allows people to still be engaged. And also like from an educator standpoint, I'm like, you all got it. Thank the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was basically all these presenters ranging from people who are the absolute top performers in the world because the keynote speaker was Tony Robbins. Right. In fact, he and 
he does not do anything other than his own events except for Hank Live. Yeah. So it shows the power of that event and how much he respects it and the owner of ClickFunnels and their business partners, which I mean, it's not like they're all best friends, like constantly they're, they're all business partners as well and they make a lot of money doing it. But it was amazing for that part of the educational perspective, but then just the networking, it was an entire building of people all trying to work together to get to the top. I'd never felt from the people who were actually attending it. Anybody who was, you know, negative about, you know, somebody else like, oh, they stole my idea or whatever. Like everybody was being so helpful to each other. And like, how can I raise you up? Like there were podcasters, like getting great feedback from people, you know, sitting there like, hey, you know, can I interview you? Let's just do it right now. And literally like taking time out of their day to do that and stuff like, like that. It was amazing. What was your biggest takeaway from Panel Hacking Life? The big thing was framing. In framing your the way you operate and the systems. So basically create systems for what you're doing and it'll liberate you. And the fact that if you have things like, you know, scheduling is so bland, like it, it, it doesn't really explain what you're doing. But if you system, if you create a framework for what you're doing, basically, okay, this is how, this is what I'm going to operate in. This is how I'm going to do it. And this is the process you see everything as a whole, it makes it a lot easier. The other thing is, is if you frame who you're instructing to, it can also be very powerful. That was the big thing. And then the other big item was uh, Garrett White was talking about a lot of the times the reason why we are stuck the way we are, whether it's a relationship or a business or whatever it is, is that we aren't looking at what actually happened. It's the story that we have in our head. All right. Um, And that story is what holds us back. And so if you look at it from the outside, not as what you did, but as what happened as a whole, you start realizing that your assumption on what happened isn't necessarily always what happened. Right. So it's, I don't know where I read it or heard it. The only thing between you and your success is the story you're telling in your head. It's basically, yeah, that's very similar to what he's doing. And he even realized it. it's even more so. And he uses the story wrapped around, you know, the struggles he had with his wife and his business and how he overcame those. And it was, it was very interesting, extremely powerful. Cool. Well, I'm glad you bought the systems things again up because that's how we started with our mini launch. I remember where I asked you one question to escape burnouts for entrepreneurs. And you said having systems in place will save their lives. So Josh, thank you so much. This is the only time we have for this interview. I'm so happy we had you here with us today. I learned a lot from you and I know I'm going to learn a lot in future as well. And I hope our listeners are also going to enjoy the show and get the golden nuggets out. Once again, thank you so much. And please tell our listeners where can they find you? Um, Well, I am online. You can if you're on Facebook, I have a group called Course Building Accelerator, because that's the name of my program. It's how to accelerate your course building in impact and in speed of creation. And for those who are Instagram followers, you can follow me at the Rogue Teacher, the Rogue Teacher. And you can find my programs online at jkbrownofficial.com. Cool. I'm going to put all those de- uh, details in show description. So to all awesome. our listeners, if you're looking for building a course, 
not only just building but also monetizing it look for josh brown thank you josh thank you for joining us today thank you for having me take care bye bye thank you so much for listening do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout increase productivity and achieve our goals faster also let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info@bodymindsolution.com would you please take a moment to rate and review this show that would mean the world to me and yes don't forget to subscribe this is your host kk until next time take care bye bye